Hey y'all, you are listening to The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things concerning self-development and bettering our spirit, but from the homie perspective, somebody that's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, The Spiritual Homegirl, and we are back with another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Now before we get started, I just want to give a note to you for listening to the show, um, as I usually do, how the tens and thousands of podcasts out there in podcast land. You give me your ears for about an hour once a week, and I really appreciate that. So without further ado, let's get it cracking. We're talking about toxic people this episode. I've been wanting to do this episode for months. I've had years of extensive research when it comes to toxic people, and I'm really excited to tell you what my perspective is on that. Sometimes, you know, people may do certain things and we don't really understand why they do it. Everybody's different and unique and does things that makes them special. Sometimes they do things that we don't understand. But there's a difference between when people are doing things because, they, you know, we're just being misunderstood or they're doing things intentionally to mess with you. It's a very real, raw, uh, live, direct type of uh, episode. Might be a couple of um, couple of adults words out here. So this may not be an episode that's suitable for little ears. So these are my red flags to look out for when dealing with potentially toxic people. Like I said, sometimes things do happen and they're one-off instances but we're talking about consistent patterns of behavior that doesn't necessarily benefit the bond you have or benefit you as a person so with that being said one toxic trait to look out for is that there's a lack of personal accountability it ain't never it ain't never their fault it's always somebody else's fault for the shit they get involved with for how they choose to feel and for how they choose to react and that's dangerous the reason why is because if they're not taking personal accountability for what they do and they're blaming other people they're not going to they're going to be a they're a liability and they're a liability because anybody that can be a certain by this by this point i'm assuming a lot of y'all are in your 20s and 30s maybe 40s that listen to this show we too damn old to be not accepting and owning who we are as people and what we do and how we feel and how we think and um and act out who we are as people it's weird um Somebody made me react. All the times I've ever popped off on somebody, I've never blamed somebody for making me do it. Yeah, you may have provoked me, but at the same time, I chose to react in a bad way that wouldn't benefit the situation. Um, or they never admit their shortcomings. You know, it's it's always it's always something else. Instead of, you know what, that person came at me funny, I was pissed, and because of that, I X, Y, Z. It's, oh, well, had you not made me do this, I wouldn't have done X, Y, Z. And to be honest, um, I knew a guy who was emotionally abusive and he would always say that same shit. If you hadn't made me so-and-so, I wouldn't have reacted this way. And I remember being around him when he would say that about the people that he would um, he would kind of um, disrespect and go all the way extra on. And it was like, nah, that doesn't sound right. Anybody that's going to blame somebody, like that's that's a sign of immaturity, not even in a spiritual aspect. I mean, we could go there if we want to, but I mean, it's just basics. Like just, I mean... One plus one equals two. You're a person. You have your ideals and your thoughts and, your, and all this other shit. You got to own it. Let me go into why I say that this is a problem when it comes to lack of a personal um, lack of personal accountability. Is that they refuse to practice honor and disagreements. This is the same shit I just mentioned with the whole um, you made me do this. Normally, toxic people, when they argue, they argue like the bridge is going to burn every time. It can never be a agree to disagree or let's agree respectfully. No. Y'all got to go drag out like, you know, like y'all out here fighting almost or like you're very close to fighting or verbally y'all are 
you know, slashing each other with words every time y'all get into a situation that doesn't, um, to where it appears you guys don't agree. It's unhealthy. Like, sometimes there are situations where you got to check, folks. But when we're talking about y'all disagree and now it's escalating, now this person is telling business that you just hold them in confidence and they're trying to throw that back at you. I see this a lot in relationships, whether it's been my own in the past or whether it's been what a lot of you guys have hit me up saying. People will bring up hurtful instances or hurtful situations that you may have told them in, in, um, in confidence to, to get a point in the argument. And I think that's childish. They're pillow talking. I've had that happen before where I had a falling out with a friend and this person told not only a person that um, another person that had nothing to do with our situation, our business or my business, they told a person that didn't like me my business. So I thought that was really, I thought that was really, I was actually betrayed. I was very betrayed. I was like, wow. So when we have a situation that needs space to regroup, you went all the way to the extreme and you're going to tell somebody that doesn't like me business of mine. Okay, cool. But then you still want to call us friends or most times they do it in such extreme situations. Like if y'all going to make up next week and it was over some little shit, but they went to the extreme. Like who has time to go back and forth? That's just an indicator of how that situation is going to keep going every time. That shows that whatever little situation they got going on, their ego is more important than your feelings or more important than sacrificing for you guys bond. Friends argue, family argue, people disagree, professionally you know, personally in all aspects, but how you react to it really determines whether you guys can really rebuild and grow from it. Because I know this, if somebody's out here running their mouth every time they mad at me, or they want to bring up things I told them in confidence, our friendship's not going to last long because that lets me know you're too stuck in your ego to want to, um, to want to be mature and, and try to grow something that's long lasting with people who really care about you. So, um, you know, normally with people like that, I let them and their ego sit their ass down over to the side. I don't have time. You can see on the sidelines and also play the game with or without you. So another toxic trait is they spread curses into your life. S sprinkling little seeds of bullshit. Putting some kind of little influence in your head or some type of things to make you doubt yourself. Not providing solutions, but always got a damn problem with what you're trying to do. Now, in Hater 101, I think that was my very... Maybe not the first. The third episode I ever did. It came out about a year and a half ago. I mentioned that there were five types of haters. And um, if you ever want to listen to that, you can always go back to episode three, if I remember correctly, episode two or episode three. But um, piggybacking on that, this particular type of toxic person will always find little petty ass, shady ass, indirect, passive aggressive ass way to put some uh seasons and speak curses into your life now speaking curses sounds like a grandmama phrase because it is but basically like i said planting seeds of bullshit in your life when it comes to speaking curses in your life we're talking about people who will try to indirectly crush your dreams knowing you have things you want to do for instance i wanted to move to la years ago and i remember telling a friend of mine I really want to get out to L.A. and I'm really excited. I really want to move. I've been wanting to move this since I was younger and I'm really excited. I used to live in California when I was younger, but never L.A. And every time I visit, I always have a good time. And this person told me, oh, well, I don't know if you'd be able to make it out there because it's so expensive. No, 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 no don't get me fucked up. You might not be able to make it because you don't have the situation or the skill set or the ability to hustle up or find a job to make it out there. But don't speak that shit into my life. Because whatever little shit you got going on, and people that normally do that, y'all, they do that because they are unhappy with some aspect of themselves. And they see, and that's whole, like, we're a mirror shit. It is true. 
It's very true to a degree. So people that are usually uncomfortable with themselves in terms of what they have going on, or in this case, what they don't have going on in life, they will look at somebody that is doing what they want to do, and they'll find ways to, you know, shit on them, to be honest, because they wish that they could be able to do what that other person is they're doing. Another reason, or another thing I can bring up in terms of, not even with my own example, but just in general, you know, if somebody wants to buy a certain outfit, they want to wear a certain type of um of, of clothing, a person who may not be able to rock that outfit might say, you know what, that's ugly. Why would you wear that? That doesn't look good on you. It's basically using their influence to negatively affect your self-esteem or affect how you want to approach um, pursuing things in life that make you happy. I think I want to not do my nine to five. I think I want to do this. Well, why? They don't make no money. It ain't your damn wallet. Like, why are you so concerned? There was a situation I saw where a woman was in a master's program. It's actually a woman I know. And a professor at this university told this woman, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it in this program. I don't even know why you would try. It's super hard. You're not going to get out. Like, this is a person who's decided to take on more debt or pay more money to further her education. And then you have a person who works at that university telling them that why bother they're not going to make it. You know what I mean? Like, is that not toxic or is that not toxic? I think it's pretty goddamn toxic. So it's just interesting. Also, if you want to pursue something and it may not necessarily be favorable, there's ways to say that. Sometimes people might say, oh, Maria, you're calling me toxic because I disagree. No, being toxic and disagreeing are two different things. It's the delivery of the message that makes the difference. Instead of saying, oh, well, that's not going to work when you really don't know because you're not an expert and you ain't never tried to shit yourself. And plus, even if you tried it yourself, you're not the person that's trying it this time. What you could say is, you know what? Let's approach different ways to attack this. Let's always have a different ways to diversify solutions. So in case one doesn't work, we can always do other things. Or let's think outside the box. If there's an idea or if there's a job that's been done, let's figure out how to improve on it and make it better and make you stand out. Even with moving, you know, yeah, the cost of living is high. Yeah, you know, well, have you gotten a plan in terms of how you want to make money? Because I will say this, a lot of people who um, will tell their loved ones. And I, I'm really fortunate. I'm really fortunate to have this problem. But I've had situations where people have told their loved ones what they want to do in life, and they have shot them down. And I know for those who have loved ones or support systems, and that to have you know support of your support system is not necessarily a requirement, but it feels damn good. So for those who do have support systems that don't support what they're doing in this particular stage of life or anything that requires them leaving them or um, doing something that's completely outside of their comfort zone that lack of support does hurt I know it does I've seen I've seen and heard a lot of stories where people are like damn like it sucks when your mother doesn't want you to leave because she rather even with the mother's love she rather you put your dreams behind to be close to her you know, so I've understood, you know, things like that. And then they purposely are going out of their way to tell you that your dreams don't matter or they're not going to work. That's really hurtful when you think about it. And that's toxic when you when it's all said and done. It's hurtful. Anything that's going to hurt somebody to where they are now shrinking themselves to appease other people, to make them feel comfortable, that's definitely toxic. So that is um, another toxic trait. Another one is they take, take, take and never give. And I don't know what it is about us. As people, we're expected sometimes to be overflowing bottomless cups of energy, love, time, money, other resources. And sometimes you need time to refill your own cup because you can't give nobody nothing if you're empty, right? So even though you may need this, a toxic person will feel entitled 
to your resources, to who you are, to access to who you are, regardless of what you got going on. They don't care about that shit. You may have a long week at work. Or if you're an entrepreneur, you may have had a rough day in sales and you need some time to recharge. Or you might have been ripping and running for the past two weeks and you just want time to rest. And here another person goes saying, I need you right now. Shit, I need me not right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just trying to rest. Well, I understand that, but that's not going to work. I actually had a friend do that to me once. Um, I think I was really tired from working. I think I had worked maybe a 65, 70 hour work week. And that's a pretty long week. And I remember saying, I just need a day to just reset and sleep maybe two days and I'll do that and I remember being awakened out of my sleep this person first off called me four times in a row I'm not a person unless unless it's an emergency I'm not with the multiple calling four times just leave a message or send me a text or something so the fourth time I'm thinking it's an emergency and I answer the phone and I'm like hello you know because at this point you know it's one in the morning and I'm thinking you know this person is an emergency and she needs me to be there she says wake up I ain't talking to you right now I'm thinking in my head, this better not be no bullshit. I said, okay, what you need help with? I need some advice about me and my boyfriend. I'm like, uh-uh, girl, you did not do this. You did not call me for, I said, is it an emergency? Are you safe? Are you hurt? Okay, well, with that being said, I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. And she was like, what do you mean you're already up? I'm up because you woke me up, lady. So, I, I mean, when it comes to that, and I'm trying to explain it. If you have to explain to somebody repeatedly that you need to recharge and they still don't understand it, it's this that's toxic that shows they don't respect your boundaries if you're trying to give respectful boundaries as a person that you know has their own life has their own things to handle and deal with but yet you're being of service for somebody else and they still don't respect your boundaries that shows they don't give a fuck about nobody else but themselves and honestly this is a behavior that everybody has had to learn at some point in time even myself so i'm not above you know what I'm saying? My own advice. Because, again, we live and we learn. Sometimes we do shit that can be potentially toxic if done repeatedly over and over again. So sometimes you just got to understand and, and let people have what they need, which is space, time, rest, a break, whatever it is. Because the more and more you tap and you, you keep poking at them and the more you look for them to be there for you, the more times they're not going to be. They're going to probably distance themselves. The same way, like I said in the other scenario, if a person is not comfortable with you because you out here speaking a little shit in their life, because whatever little shit you got going on and they don't want to tell you anything anymore and they don't want to kick it with you anymore. The same way a person is not going to be inclined to want to be there for you because nobody is old to be there for anybody. It sounds good. We like to make these whole things up. You need to be there. I need to be there, but I don't have to be there, period. And you shouldn't feel that way, too. If you want to be there for somebody, it's because you want to be there. It's because that person and you have a great bond in a beautiful relationship of reciprocity to where you guys can have a mutual give, take, give, take, because that's that love that's there that can create that foundation of a strong bond. But when you have somebody that's like, yeah, I got the foundation, but um, me, 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 me. And when you say no, they throw tantrums. That shit is, ugh, it's the worst. I know sometimes Instagram does like little cute bass tantrums um, with relationships. That's only cute for Instagram, y'all. Don't nobody got time for no tantrums, bro. Nobody really doesn't. Especially when we have whole mouths and throat shockers to activate and use. At this point, we are in the game where it's either closed mouths, don't get fed, or put up or shut up. Either or. Because I feel like when it comes to people you care about, again, if there's something that needs to be addressed, it's okay to speak up. You might feel stupid putting yourself out there, being vulnerable, and that is what life is about. It is about being honest and being authentic with who you are. And if you're having a vulnerable moment and you want to get something off your chest and you want to get them feelings out because you're feeling how you feel, 
It's okay to not be a savage. That savage shit is only cool for social media. It's okay to be emotionally honest and say, hey, you know, this is kind of what I've been going through, X, Y, Z. You know, I was hurt when you did this, that, and the other. But all that tantrums, the tantrums and stuff, the, uh, oh, my God, I don't know why you're being this way or just blowing up and getting mad when somebody tells you no on something that really isn't that big of a deal is um, it's problematic. It kind of shows that I always tell people, You'll see how somebody act when they don't get their way, when they're in a crisis, or when they're angry. Those are three things that um, or situations that people really show their true colors in. And if you ever thought to a situation where somebody you've been with or been involved with on any level, whether it's romantic, familial, friend, professional, um, associates, what have you, think about a time where you and this person that might potentially be toxic, think about when they didn't get their way, whether it was with you or somebody else, or whether they got mad, whether it was with you or somebody else, or whether um, they're in a crisis. That fight or flight will show your ass some stuff. And that goes back to a, a root chakra, but that's another episode that I did like a year, a year or some change ago. I did a whole chakra one-on-one series. So if y'all want to go back to that, y'all definitely can. Um, let's see, what's some other things? So back to the whole respecting boundaries. So, like I was saying, we all are problematic in some way, shape, or form. What one does may not work for the whole, and that's because we're all different, and we all have different um, energies and, you know, even personalities. I mean, personalities, energies, wavelengths, vibrations, all that shit. It doesn't, it's not compatible or one-size-fits-all for every single person, and that's okay. So, that's what I mean when I say that everybody has been problematic at some point. Sometimes my delivery may be too bold or be too, um, too forward. Or I may curse too much for some people. I'm cool with that. I know that's how I rock. I make sure I keep it respectful if I ever address you. Or some people might not like the soft-spoken approach. Some people might say that's too soft for me. That it just doesn't it doesn't quite add up for me. You know, so it's just everybody kind of does things that are a little bit differently. Or passive aggressiveness. Some folks like being passive aggressive. They think it's a game where if they can poke, you know, and not really touch you, that they win. And me personally, I'm a little too direct for that. But some people rock like that. And for those who are like myself, that's a problem. So, like, that's what I mean when I say everybody is problematic to a degree. But another thing when it comes to respecting boundaries is once you settle the issue that you may have with somebody, they don't change their actions. Like, that little apology they gave you or them little words of encouragement they gave you, but they turn around and do some contradictory shit, it doesn't add up. And that's also toxic. They know that there's an issue with how they behave. And that can affect the relationship with how you deal with them or how they deal with other people. And they're like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and just get this apology out so you can shut up. It's um, I call it the shut up. It's like it's almost like a shut up ring. You know how when some men might not be ready to get married, but they throw a ring on a woman knowing that they'll shut her up for a little bit until you figure out if you really want to marry her or not. I know it's because I know some folks that's done it. I think personally I may have got one at one point, but <laughs> but that's the same shit. It's like, you know, I want to get this argument over with i'm tired of hearing this person bitch so i'm gonna go ahead and say i'm gonna change but i'm really gonna do what the fuck i want to do and um the words are just basically enough to skate by so this goes back to inconsistency that's toxic at some point now we're not talking about people that are trying and sometimes they slip up we're talking about people that blatantly know you got a problem or know how they move is a problem and they don't care and don't make any kind of effort to improve on that. That right there, that type of inconsistency is toxic as fuck. Very toxic. Another toxic behavior is that they don't want to grow. It's a difference between knowing you have to change and don't know how to implement those changes than not wanting to do shit. 
Or you might know you need to do better, but you don't want to do shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just don't want to because it's hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't quite add up. You know, you don't want to, you know, evolve or grow. You know, like, if you intend on elevating and you're around somebody who doesn't, do you really think that that's going to be a friendship that you can maintain at least on that same level for long? Normally, you outgrow folks, and that's kind of what happens. Um, there's people that you might love from a distance because of this reason, and that's okay. Like, I'm not saying that you got to be like, fuck you, don't talk to me no more. You're toxic. You don't want to grow. Sometimes people don't want to grow or because they may not have had that light bulb in their own journey to where it's like, ding, okay, I got to do better. But we're talking about the light bulb done went off. They don't want to do better. They could care less. And normally these type of people who don't want to grow and don't want to do better, they're normally the ones that's going to, like I said in the previous traits, speak a little shit in your life, try to expect people to give up things for them and overstepping boundaries and expect people to give, and they don't give anything either. So that's one. I, I will say this is more of a minor toxic because it is subjective with respect to the timing of when people need to actually change. But I've definitely had some people in my life who are completely fine um being where they are and also complaining about where they are so to me you know being in a situation where you don't want to change if you're stuck in your ways that's what's up but you can't complain about it either and you can't complain about it to everybody around you especially when you know you got to do some shit and you just don't want to do it that to me again we're gonna call that toxic lights so um if you're taking notes i know some of y'all said you're gonna take notes which is dope um feel free to put a tl next to that one for toxic light and what's another one? Oh, it's one of my favorites. They stay with somebody else's name in their mouth. Oh, my gosh. This is a person that always got some other shit to say about other people. Wasting time and energy. Oh, you heard about so-and-so from high school. Oh, you heard about so-and-so from college. And it's never about no good shit that somebody going through either. They always want to revel and relish in the, the downfall or the appear-to-be sad moments of somebody else. Oh, you seen what they posted on social media. They clearly going through it. Why do you care? Don't you got some shit in your life you got to handle? Everybody's life not perfect. Why we over here happy as hell somebody going through some shit? Like, we can't go through some shit because the way this whole, like, journey thing is fluid. Bad times are going to happen to all of us. It's a, it's a harsh reality. We got to accept, but it is definitely a reality, whether it's death, financial fluidity, um, professional fluidity, moving, things like that. You know, like, it's you just, to, to be happy that somebody's going through something bad, Shows that you ain't got shit else better to do and you don't have enough going on to to not worry about other people besides yourself. There may have been a girl you might have beat up back in the day. There may have been a dude that took, you know what I'm saying, that, that took your girl or something like that. You might be salty. Instead of wondering or lurking at social media or hoping they fall off or hoping that they, they um, have something bad happen to them, why not try to make peace with that and let that go? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's so much more to life than worrying about other people because again this whole energy this whole energy thing in terms of putting things out i've mentioned this on numerous episodes the vibration of where you at you put things out is going to be the vibration that you receive on you can't put out bullshit and expect okay i leveled up i'm good now i'm going to receive good now no you got some shit to make up for you got some shit you got coming that's why it's important to be very careful with how you put things out and at what frequency you put things out. If you pissed off and you want to pop off and you know it's going to be something you're going to regret, it might be a better idea to kind of keep quiet and just sit still for a minute and let that anger pass. And then you could be able to kind of meditate it out or, you know, if you go to a shooting range, I mean, if you got to do that, go to the shooting range or exercise it out, you know, find another outlet, painting, arts, um, writing, 
There's so many different outlets to get all that out because if you put some shit out there with negative energy, that's your energy that's out there. It's going to come back around. We have so many ways that we can manifest. So to put things out there on people and, and speak power into them, it only can come back on some bullshit if it's meant in bullshit. For instance, a person that always wants negativity for somebody else, they're always putting out bad, putting out bad, putting out bad. And um, they wonder why they can't have any type of elevation in their own life. I think it's because they perpetuate the same cycle of negativity. It's almost like me talking shit about somebody today and they're going to do a, a full moon manifestation after I stop doing this episode. I just sat here and talked so much shit about somebody else. If that, if that was, if we're going to go by the scenario, if I talk shit about somebody else and put all this negativity out and I'm expecting to manifest some positivity in my life, it's not going to work that way. I done put out some shit that's going to come back around sooner than later. It may not come back by next full moon. It may not even come back in the next six months. But the fact that I've put my energy out there based on something that's negative, it's, um, it's definitely perpetuating the cycle of bullshit. What you give is what you get. When it comes to hearing the word no, that's another toxic trait because people that are toxic can't hear it. Now, I know I touched on this a little bit, but um, I just want to quickly point out some other toxic behaviors such as um, pushing and constantly pushing, not understanding the word no. There's power in the word no, and I'm going to talk about that in another episode um, versus the negative that we like to associate no to. But these kind of people will ask you the same question 50 million times. Yeah, you said no, but let's try option six and see if this works. Let's try option 44 and see if this works. Maybe if I reword it in option 38, maybe you'll say yes. And those kind of people are people that you don't need to be around. Because, again, they don't give a fuck about your boundaries. They want to sit there and see how can they manipulate or push you into doing something for them. How can I take advantage of somebody to make them do what I want? Does that not sound toxic to y'all? I know it, it, it does. It does, don't it? And that sucks. Um, I've been around situations like that, even professionally, situations where people will say, oh, well, you know what? I really believe in what you're doing. And this is this is not with Spiritual Hunger. This is with another business venture I had. Oh, well, I really respect what you're doing. I'm going to go ahead and, um, you know, let's partner up and, you know, we can break down these percentages, X, Y, Z. And then the percentages might have left me in a, in a losing position, even though it's my business. And I remember bringing the question up like, um, this doesn't add up. Can you explain these numbers and make sense to me? Oh, well, yeah, well, if you look at it this way, no, no, no. Let's not look at it subjectively. Let's look at the facts and the figures and the numbers. Make this make sense to me so I can understand, you know, if I'm getting into a favorable partnership or not based on what you're telling me. And this person explained the same thing five different times. And I'm like, it is very clear to me that you are trying to take advantage of me and the meeting is over. We good. Oh, damn, Maria, you going to do me like that? Yes, I am. Damn, you going to do me like that? So um, they always want to do that or they apply pressure or they um, want to force to control the will of others. Now, to me, um, I think forcing the will is such a broad subject. I think I talked about it on a YouTube post about, you know, forcing the will and trying to use your energy to overpower other energies. The problem with this whole um, this whole power shit is that People will sometimes use their power over folks who don't know of their power. And I always say it's going to be a sad day of reckoning when the people that use their power to manipulate others, when those others realize that their power was just as strong the whole time, they ain't know it yet, and then they start fighting back. That's going to be a real, honestly, that's kind of what we're dealing with now. 
some of the systems that you're seeing that are starting to be exposed and be uncovered and, and starting to slowly crumble brick by brick, that's exactly what happens. When you try to force the will and you silence people and you oppress people and they now realize they too have a voice, they too have power, they can speak up. Now you have everybody out here hiding because folks is shook because people are being outed and being exposed for the toxic motherfuckers that they are. That's a prime example right there. So um, also another toxic trait is that they enjoy fighting and making up. Ain't shit healthy about that. And I can say that because I used to do it. Sometimes that shit is cute in relationships. At least you think it is. It's old. Let me see how much they care. Let me pick a fight with them. Honestly, at some point in life, you're going to be like, I ain't got time for this shit. I ain't got time to be arguing. I ain't got time to be going through things with you. I got things to do. Like, be happy. So, wasting my time and energy to argue with you for two, three, four hours, that's not really something that I have in my things to do for today. And I'm not trying to pencil that into my schedule. So, um, anybody that would enjoy picking a fight with you to see if they can either engage you or to try to engage you in conflict to see how much you care, that's some shit you got to watch out for, bro. I remember there was another situation I had where there was a, a man who liked me and I would always respectfully tell him, you know, no, thank you. I'm not really interested, whatever, whatever. So... I remember um, he had did some things that crossed the line and I kind of rather than, you know, call my cousins back then because it was really one of those kind of situations. Rather than call my cousins or call my homeboys or whatever, I just kind of, you know, you know, keep it cool, bro. Like, please keep it cool. And then one time, a few years later, he came at me and was like, you going to regret the day you told me no. And I was like, no, I'm not like I'm not. But, you know, OK. Oh, um, but it's cool, though. It's cool, though. Um, you'll be back. And I was like, and I'm thinking in my head, there's no way I'm going to be back. If I said no, I'm not going to go back to a place I never wanted to go. And I'm saying that very respectfully. Um, but I was kind of like, wow, like he's really pushing it. I'm not going to give him the attention he needs. I said, um, you know, whatever the situation was that caused you to have this weird, like, vindictive, like, since she told me, no, I'm going to show her. She going she gonna to regret this. I'm going to make her eat her words. Whatever this is, I said, I am sorry for whatever, how you took me telling you no because I'm normally not a person that's like hell no get away from me I'm not like I'm not that kind of person I don't do you know famous like you know rejections or be out here screenshot folks for clout and shit I normally don't do that if you keep it if you keep it cool you know what I'm saying like but he was like oh well you know um you don't tell me how I get to receive things I was like oh you want to argue not gonna do it bro I can't give you the luxury I can't. I didn't give you enough time here. That shit is toxic. Since there was a situation where he felt like he couldn't get his way in one instance, well, if he has the ability to be able to try to annihilate me in an argument, maybe that could get some kind of validity. And um, that shit is weak. And it's toxic. So, um, let's see. Are there any other traits that I want to go over? Oh, the frenemies. The fact that you may not know where you stand with a particular person, that's toxic in itself. And it's not to any fault of your own if you're being cool and you're maintaining a consistent, nice, cool vibe and energy. But that person, you're not sure if they fuck with you or not. It's probably because they may not fuck with you to a degree. I'll be honest. If a person did, I feel like they're, whether they're introvert, whether they're extroverted, whether they express it or not, sometimes you just know. Sometimes you just know somebody is really in your corner. It shows in their actions. And if you always feel like you have to walk around eggshells with somebody that you consider a friend or they supposed to be sis or they supposed to be all this other shit and they don't they don't come off that way. It's probably it's probably because they're not. Really. Some folks love languages, you know, are not necessarily as, hey, I love you. Let me show you how much I love you, which is cool. But there are some people who you think got love languages and ain't got no damn love languages. So be mindful of that, too. Even with men or, or women you seeing, 
if all you doing is fucking every time you see them and bringing food or giving them a ride somewhere and they don't want to kick it with you in public or they don't want to do nothing with you and you don't really know where you stand with them. Y'all done had a conversation you think it's good, but you don't know where you stand. You may not stand anywhere. There may not be a place. And that shit is weak, too. That shit is toxic, too. Some people will do that. Um, there's people that will know that you have something that they may not have or they may need you for a certain situation and they might necessarily they might keep you around. Not because they necessarily, you know, they may not be using you, using you, but they're using you enough to where they know that as long as they maintain a friendly rapport with you, they can ask you for shit. That's also toxic. It's not cool. I have a friend who was out in L.A. and he's doing his thing. And um, people was kind of, you know, fucking with him. And now this person is blowing up. These same folks that was, you know, acting like they didn't really want anything to do with them are now coming up to them like they owe them something. Or, hey, you know, remember me? Hey, what's up? I'm so proud of you now. And it's like, you wasn't really fooling with me like that. You rejected me when I asked you to come work on something. You rejected me when I came to to a meeting and tried to, you know, make some things happen and wanted to do some partnerships. So now it appears that I'm going somewhere. You want to jump on the bandwagon. Bandwagoners are toxic, too. This shit is deeper than sports, y'all. We're talking about when people don't give a fuck about what you got going on. Um, and, again, I've seen this in my own situations in life um, years ago as well as other people's. I knew somebody that was making $9.50 an hour with a degree. He appeared broke. He was driving a um, 96 Toyota. Yeah, 96 Toyota. And he didn't appear to be attractive by the women. He wasn't doing that. He wasn't whipping hard enough. He was still living with his father. You know, he was saving money and that wasn't grown men enough. I don't date men who don't got their own car. I don't date men who don't live in their own house. So a lot of women would not um, pay him any mind. Now he makes over $200,000 a year. And these same women who did not want anything to do with this man have now decided, you know, I'm so proud of you. I think that's great um, what you're doing. We should probably hang out. We should link up for lunch. And he's like, he leave him on read. He made, he's like, I read it, but I'm not going to respond to that. He's like, I don't have time for bandwagoners. If you're not going to be down with me when I'm out here on, in the trenches doing my thing and I'm trying to get some shit established, why would I want to keep you around now that the house is built? I'm about to basically cut the ribbon on this bitch and now you want to come around and you want to get into to the housewarming. It don't work like that. And I think people like that who purposely will watch silently or not clap for you when you win, those are the people you got to watch when it comes to something that you do that becomes important or big or, or super successful. That's some stuff we got to watch. You know, like, I just think that's, um, I've always thought that was kind of weird. It's like, why do you guys care when somebody else is doing well when you're not there or when they're struggling? So, bandwagoners are also toxic. Toxic, toxic, toxic. So, quick recap. Hopefully, I remember these all. Um, remember them all. See, I'm so hyped, I can't even talk. So, toxic traits, potentially toxic traits here. And we got one toxic light, which is not one to change. So, we're going to knock that out. But they refuse to practice honor in disagreements. They hella enjoy fighting and making up. They don't like hearing the word no. So they'll find other ways to get around or be um, passive aggressive or aggressive um, or nitpick and push or apply pressure to get you to change your mind. Um, they also always got somebody damn name in their mouth and are not using their own energies to better themselves. But they like to be happy about other people's um, hard times. Um, they... Don't respect boundaries. They expect you to give and give and give. And they never give back. 
And I know some people will say, oh, well, if we're going to go by the four agreements, we should expect people not to give. Well, the gag is it takes two to have a friendship. And as much as I would like, and I love the four agreements, and I'm not criticizing it in any way, but we are all human, and that shit is easier said than done when it comes to not having expectations and not taking shit personal. Yeah, I'm a spirit. I'm, I'm just having a human experience. Well, taking shit personal and, and shit like that is a part of the human experience. And I feel like it's how we, again, react that makes a difference. It would be nice to sit there and say, I never take things personally. And there's some people, there's some that can but there's also a lot that, that can't. And there's nothing wrong with that because it's a practice. Self-mastery and knowing better and doing better, that's some shit that you have to learn until you die. That's not no shit you just figure out in two years. You don't master yourself in goddamn six months, seven months, ten months. You might get on the journey to do that. But I feel like self-mastery is a lifelong thing because there's always going to be something you're going to learn from. There's always going to be some type of knowledge you're going to come across. And, you know, there's always different people you're going to come from. So, you know, come in front of and learn and things like that. Like, it's just, I just don't... I mean, I get it, but at the same time, you know, like I said, it takes two to have a productive, successful friendship. And it takes effort by both of them in order to get that popping. And also, um, another toxic trait is they speak curses into your life. They always want to sprinkle a little salt and pepper bullshit into your plans of what you got going on. So much so to where you don't want to tell them shit or you don't trust them with shit. Or you don't want to um, tell them something until after it's launched because you don't want them affecting your confidence or they might try to put some self-doubt into your um, into your brain because they know that you trust them, which goes back to manipulating. But they try to use the influence that they have on your life to affect you negatively, be more likely because they're um, projecting some things that they haven't rectified within themselves. So they'll go around trying to, you know, it's almost like the salt fairy. You feel me? Salt fairy, like Tinkerbell, but just with negativity. They come around just bippity boppity booing and shit with the little wand and just throwing a little shade in their life. You know what I'm saying? And once they hit that shade and they know that you've been affected, it's going on to the next one. Their day is done. You know, so that's another toxic trait. <laughs> and the lack of personal accountability. So that was a lot. Normally, I do not talk this long. I know I've been out here running my mouth. For almost a little under an hour. So those are my toxic traits. I really hope you guys got some different perspective regarding that. Um, I will probably do another Toxic People Reloaded. Because there are more traits. But those are some that I know from experience. That I can definitely speak on. Um, and I think is there anything else I wanted to share? No, I think that's it y'all. Again, thank y'all for listening. If y'all need to get in touch with me. Y'all can do so at spiritualhomegirl.com. Um, oh, that reminds me. I got featured on Voyage ATL magazines um, for Spiritual Homegirl, and I'm really excited about that. If you want to check it out, you can click the link in my bio on Instagram to find it or check out Spiritual Homegirl. I'll post about it. I'm so grateful to be able to be featured. It's really dope to to have someone kind of reach out to you and kind of care about what you're doing. It's like, oh, well, let's talk about it. I'm like, oh, man, how much time you got? And that's exactly what I did. It's a lengthy read, um, you know, so you might be scrolling for a little bit. But I haven't talked that much about myself at all since I've been doing Spiritual Homegirl, whether it's been in a podcast, which I had a whole intro episode about. I didn't even talk that much about my story um, and, or social media. I kind of like to keep me. I try not to over influence Spiritual Homegirl with myself. Um, there are some reasons behind that. I do go into that into my voyage ATL interview so um feel free to check that out again it'll be on spiritualhomegirl.com or you can click the link in my bio on instagram or check out facebook because i definitely post it there too speaking of instagram and facebook i am there at spiritual homegirl um i'm also on twitter at spirit homegirl 
And what do I have going on? Yoga 101 is coming back. We might do the Bay Edition. Um, might be doing some giveaways at the next one. It's going to be geared towards um, partnerships. And not necessarily romantic, but, you know, just having somebody to go through things with or having, like, your ride or die there, your friends or your family or even your boo thing, if that if that's applicable. Me and Jay will be partnering up once again. That's my girl, so I'm hella excited to do this again with her one more time. I'll also be speaking at Blossoming Brown Girls. They have a, a self-love event for young girls from 9 to 14. That's on the 10th of February. I'm super excited to speak on that as well. I'll be having um, Ivana, who's actually a listener. I'll be having her on my show really soon for um, to talk about that as well as her being my very first listener stories. Because I know a lot of y'all have great, dope things y'all have going on too. And I'm definitely glad to use my platform to bring awareness to what you have going on. Um, so that makes me super excited too. I want to do those um, every so often. As there's so many ideas with the show, I'm low-key like, booked with ideas or at least with episodes that are already in the works until maybe april and right now this is what february so yeah your girl's busy also um i will be doing a stress management and anxiety management workshop with my girl dr giselle cunningham she was a guest on i think episode 14 i think which was the um mental matters episode about mental health with respect to social media so i'm really excited to link with her that's going to be on the third we have more details well third of march excuse me um we have more details on that coming soon and then i'll be hosting veggie connection nights on the 10th of march um i'll be doing a giveaway with that as well um with the veggie connection that was the interview from i think two weeks ago um no some last week it was it was plant-based turnips so that was last week's episode so man we getting up there in episodes i think this is episode 43 so I'm going to lose track of might be able to hit them numbers out by heart. <laughs> but um, but that's it, y'all. Thank y'all again for listening. I'm so excited. Thank y'all for hitting me up with all of your kind words. It makes me really happy, and it makes my heart hella full, and I feel hella, um, I feel self-fulfilled helping others. Like, being a servant of other people is great. Being able to be there for people when they need me is great. You know, provided that I'm in the position to assist so um, you guys have been really good about respecting if I needed space to recharge and kind of rest up. So I really thank y'all for being so damn dope. I can honestly say that I've never had to um, really check y'all about, you know, boundaries, except, wait, let me pause, except when it comes to them damn DMs, when it comes to the whole, hey, sexy, hey, beautiful. I absolutely hate that. But since I brought that up, nobody has um, tried it. So I really appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for being hella respectful. I really do appreciate y'all. Y'all have no idea. Y'all like the best listeners uh, ever, ever. But that is about it, y'all. I'm going to go sit my ass down somewhere and not be so hyped because I want to chill out and enjoy the rest of this full moon. My name is Maria. This has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. And remember, trust the journey, trust yourself, and make peace with the day. Peace. <laughs>